This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program news analysis, now we bring you a discussion on Developments in the Subcontinent, Initiatives of India. The participants are Shashi Uban Tripathi, former diplomat and Simran Sodhi, journalist. Today we are discussing the statement by the Prime Minister-elect Narendra Modi, where the Prime Minister has emphasized that trust, terror-free atmosphere is vital for peace. The Prime Minister was responding to the call made by the Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan to Prime Minister-elect Modi, congratulating him and his party for the spectacular victory they have had in the elections recently held in India. Ambassador Tripathi, how do you think that this can be given a new spin or a new beginning since we are now going to have a new term with Prime Minister Modi, but do you feel that this is a message that can have a new beginning, basically? Simran, let me start by saying that this landslide victory that the party has won and the PM himself has won augurs well for foreign policy in general and for our policy towards Pakistan in particular. That's because, you know, when elections of this magnitude take place in a democratic country like India, one of the largest democracies in the world, then all the countries are looking very carefully at you and they note every little thing. So the fact that your leader has come with such a landslide majority will mean that the world leaders are going to look at him with renewed respect. And they will listen to him because he is the voice of the majority of Indian population, which is one billion really. Now, Pakistan, our neighbor to the West, and their Prime Minister Imran Khan's phone call. He did the right thing. He did what was politically correct. There's a new election in India, the largest country of the subcontinent, their neighbor and the leader who has come back. So he sent a message of congratulations. He has made these favorable noises before also. So we have to wait and see how sincere these thoughts are and these words are. As you said, he mentioned that he wants to work with India and in the interests of peace, progress and prosperity. These are the three words that he used. And our Prime Minister gave a very straightforward answer. It was a realistic answer. It was not cantankerous. It was not impolite. But it was very straight and it was very clear. And that the operative word here is peace. If you have peace, you'll have progress. If you have progress, you will have prosperity. But all this is possible only when we can build trust between our two countries and we can root out terrorism by its roots and this can only happen if Pakistan puts its mind to it. This is only possible if Pakistan roots out terror. But as you've mentioned, that this is a stance that Pakistan has taken time and again. They've said they're serious about terrorism, but then we see one strike after the other happening. The phone call between Prime Minister Modi and the Pak Prime Minister is also the first conversation between the two leaders after the airstrikes in Balakot and what we saw in Pulwama in February. And it's significant because this is a long gap after which the two leaders have talked. And this could be a renewal of things or it could go back to square one where Pakistan continues to pursue terror as a state policy. Do you feel that for Pakistan it is easy or it is an option to now discontinue using terror as a state policy or do you feel that given the circumstances in Jammu Kashmir, given Pakistan's own internal dynamics, its army and then the internal domestic politics, 
it will really be difficult for Pakistan to switch off terror as a state policy. For Pakistan, certainly, it's a big opportunity to turn the leaf if they want to. But, as you said, it depends on all these conditions. Now, look at the state in which Pakistan is today. Economically, it's a basket case. It's in shambles. They are virtually bankrupt. They've gone around with a begging bowl asking for loans. China has helped them somewhat. The International Monetary Fund recently gave them a loan, but the loan comes with a whole lot of conditions which Pakistan will have to fulfill. And more important than all this is the fact that today Pakistan is paying more in interest than it is on the capital which they have borrowed from the rest of the world. So their situation economically is very, very bad. That's one thing. Secondly, the whole world has become wise to the fact that Pakistan is today the hub of terrorism, that all these terror groups and their leaders, the terrorists, some of them have been banned by international organizations and different countries. Some have reward on their head, like Hafiz Saeed, for instance, has a reward of $10 million on his head. But they are roaming around freely in that country and inciting people to jihad and giving all kinds of incendiary messages. So if Pakistan really means what it says, it will have to control this. And its own position is so bad today, as I said, economically and politically on the global scene, that even China will not be able to help them beyond a point. And you've seen what happened during the branding of Masood Azhar in the Security Council. Even China did not anymore stand in the way. They had tried to protect him four times before. So this is a golden opportunity for Pakistan. But will they? That is the question. If you look at the public sentiment, the public sentiment also today, there seems to be anger. There seems to be resentment at what Pakistan has done and what Pakistan continues to do. And we see that this is one of the strengths of Prime Minister Modi and his party, that they have taken a strong stand when it comes to national security and terror-related activities. But how much does public sentiment then finally play when one is making policy. You see, that is where the sense of diplomacy of our Prime Minister and his officers and his ministers will come into play because India is no longer a weakling. You know, we have to remember that today India is in a position of strength, not only in the neighborhood, not only in Asia, but on the world stage. So once you are a major rising power, then you have a certain responsibility. And that responsibility is to talk straight and to make your intentions clear so that the world knows how credible you are. Our credibility has never been questioned. But now more than ever before, we have to be very clear about our policies. You asked how far does public opinion mold foreign policy. I think it does to a very large extent. But it depends again on leaders, how they present that policy to the public at large. At this moment, as you rightly mentioned, tempers are very high vis-a-vis -vis Pakistan because of what happened in Pulwama and what is continuing across the border or what is happening in Punjab or in uh, Jammu and Kashmir. And you have the Chief Minister Amrinder Singh saying as much. So it will depend on whether Pakistan mends its ways. If it takes certain steps 
in order to ease the situation, then the public opinion in India will also become a little more moderate. The people are very aware. They read newspapers, they see news on the line, they talk to each other. And Indians have been very, very aware of news and where the world is going. So they will have to take certain steps. They'll have to walk the talk, as it is said, if there is to be a change in our relationship with our neighbor. Ambassador Tripathi, we also see that next month in June, that is the time likely when Prime Minister Modi and the Pak Prime Minister are likely to meet. But there's also been a certain amount of buzz that the Prime Minister might reach out to foreign leaders like he did the last time and invite them for a swearing-in ceremony. But when we see the readouts that we have from both India and Pakistan regarding the telephone call between the two leaders, one at this point does not get an indication to that. Do you feel that India at this point should be reaching out to Pakistan or do you feel it would be maybe a little more wise for India to wait, let the meeting happen in June and then take the steps? How do you assess this situation? I think that we should wait a little bit. Already you mentioned that our foreign ministers met on the sidelines of the SCO foreign ministers meeting recently and the two prime ministers will be meeting in June on the sidelines of the SEO summit in Kyrgyzstan. So I think it's best to wait a little bit and not jump the queue. Look, when Katapur corridor opened up, there was so much euphoria and this happens between the two countries. One good step forward and this big euphoria and then we are surprised or shocked by the next step. So we need to take things a little realistically and a little slowly. Now, as far as Pakistan is concerned, they have always been harping on talks. They want to get India on the table to talk. This is only for a photo op to show the world that things are getting back to normal so that the focus of the world is removed from terror. And that is something we cannot allow. After years, we've got this uh, sanction on Masood Azhar. And that's because the rest of the world is now very much aware of what is happening on the terrorist front because they've all been facing terrorism. So we have to keep that focus till the roots of terrorism are removed. Now, let's take IS, for instance. The Islamic State has its tentacles in South Asia also. We've seen what happened in Sri Lanka. Recently, there have been bomb blasts in Kathmandu. We don't know in Nepal. We don't know who or what was responsible. But the fact is that this terror organization also, which has very strong links with Pakistan, but may not be centered there, but it is working globally, has its footprints in South Asia. So, you know, these are factors that we cannot ignore. So we will have to play a little cool and play wait and see. Ambassador Tripathi, we also see that the Prime Minister, when talking to the Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan, told him very clearly that creating trust and an environment free of violence and terror were essential for fostering cooperation, peace, progress and prosperity in our region. And I wanted to emphasize our region because as you pointed out, we have seen what has happened in Sri Lanka lately. And there have been blasts again, as you pointed out, in Nepal. So when we talk of the region and the safety and the security and peace in the region, do you feel that there has to be a united effort and India has been pushing that for at least the last five years and the PM seems to want to continue that, that Pakistan has to 
come into the picture it has to realize that till pakistan takes a step back on terror the region will not be at peace and that's an emphasis in his message today and do you feel that when like we saw sark has not been able to go forward again because of pakistan so the south asian region or the sark region it suffers primarily because of one member pakistan you see pakistan has to realize that it is not just the region that is suffering its own country Pakistan is suffering the most so i don't know why that realization does not dawn upon them there is so much to be gained by cooperation with this uh, region and especially with india rather than confrontation and violence i really don't understand that but they have their own agenda by now we all know what that agenda is and the thing about pakistan is i mentioned that they harp on wanting to talk to india but how can you talk to someone who has a gun to your head so even for talks to take place there has to be a certain environment that has to be created and the prime minister was absolutely right in saying that there has to be trust which is the bedrock of any relationship frankly and there has to be counter terrorism measures so this is important the prime minister will now start a second term and he has a huge mandate and this would see a continuation as you said of a lot of foreign policy issues do you feel that on pakistan we can expect one a continuation of the old policy b would you expect india maybe to take a few chances to try out to see if there is a way in which terror can also be contained a prime minister who has come with such a huge mandate has the leeway he can if he wants and i think our prime minister means well he can take certain steps and the people will go with him this has to be explained to the people but they will go with him so it's good to have a strong leader and if you remember that's exactly what imran khan said when the elections were taking place or the campaigning was taking place and he said he felt that if mr modi came back to power then there are better chances of peace between india and pakistan that may have a little germ of truth in it because mr modi is a strong leader going by the speeches he has already made after his victory he has behaved in a very statesman like manner and it's quite possible that he would want to take a step forward the best step forward would be the backtrack talks not a structured dialogue because that cannot happen but some kind of back channel talk between different people like the two nsas maybe the foreign ministers already have met and maybe a hotline maybe a conversation between the two prime ministers once in a while you see that might help uh, break the ice and maybe better sense will dawn on our neighbor thank you thank you you were listening to a discussion on developments in the subcontinent initiatives of india the participants were sashi uban tripathi former diplomat and Simran Sodhi journalist this program is produced and presented by the news services division of all india radio this program is also available on our website newsonair.nic.in you may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks@gmail.com